Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today... We are going to talk about the letter E in our ABC series, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, we're finally getting to letter E. Um, and this is a the very good will one. Take many years. <laughs> so I have already seen this movie before I watched it again. Emily, you had not seen this, correct? I had not seen it, had not read the summary i had no idea what this movie was ever about i'd always heard about it but i just did not have an inkling of what it was about so 2004 written by charlie kaufman and michael gondry directed by michael gondry stars jim carrey and kate winslet among others uh who surprised you in this movie emily um oh um Mark Ruffalo <laughs> yes. surprised me. Yes. And um and Elijah Wood. <laughs> and Kirsten yeah. Dunst as the supporting uh, cast. I, I did see I did see Kirsten's name mm-hmm. uh when the when the credits were kinda well, okay. I guess she was a little bit of a surprise to me too. Because I think I saw Mark Ruffalo's name too. And probably Elijah Wood. Because it like mm-hmm. it kind of started it and then did the credits like a little bit in, kinda like a Yeah. It's kind of like kind of like a show. Yeah, it, it, definitely. Yeah. It was like after the the first part where we see yeah, like the intro, the prequel um, or something. Yeah, we, where we see Joel the prelude. go oh. and meet Clementine on the beach, uh, like see her on the beach, and then she kind of comes up and sits next to him on the train, and she's like, "Do I know you?" And then they have like kind of a very awkward conversation about him being very nice. So yes, that's, that's like the beginning in the kind of like develop a relationship from there as far as we know yeah i got some very like 500 days of summer and like inception vibes from this movie yeah totally Um, there's a lot of elements for sure yeah just kind of like because things were kind of out of order you didn't really know like kind of when things were happening like once you once you understood that clementine like kind of dyed her hair a lot you can kind of put the put the time together mm-hmm. in like the right order yeah um which i found very interesting and i really enjoyed it i really like this movie yeah <laughs> it's a good one it's a good one it's a and it's a perfect indie not... movie really so how d- did you see this in theaters no man no, no i i watched this like i don't know because 2004 how old were we we were very young weren't we, we were young like elementary school 10 10 right? years old Wow. Yeah. So, no, I didn't watch this movie in theaters, but I did watch this uh, when I was in college, I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And I, you know, obviously the cast is really good. Um, 
it also is one of those movies that is so like psychological it's sci-fi it's a romance it's got a lot of elements to it that really make you think about your own life you know yeah yeah especially with the with the mind erasing part and like and kind of the the what's it called like the like the reason for doing it like it didn't seem it just seemed like this was just kind of like a thing that people did mm-hmm. and it just they didn't especially for clementine she didn't even think twice about getting her mind erased and or or getting joel erased from her memory yeah she just she just did it and i mean we did they did talk about clementine and her character and her personality type and that she was a very spontaneous person and just kind of did things out of off a whim yeah so it's not I guess it's not out of character for her, but it's just, I feel like it's such a huge decision and that the fact that both of them just kind of did it so, just without even giving it a second thought, it felt. Well, it definitely crushed Joel to find out that she decided to do this and to forget him entirely, especially when we see that, that when he sees her at the, uh, the library and he's like, hey, Clementine, we need to talk. And she's like, hi, I've never met you before. And then she goes and like kisses um elijah Elijah wood Wood. and you're like oh no like she did this this is bad and he's like that's why he wanted to do it in the first place you know yeah just because you know he had no closure i mean it totally makes sense why he would want to do it because like she she could just do it so easily and he didn't get any closure like he didn't know why Mm -hmm. she had done it why she didn't want to be with him anymore it was just out of nowhere and so yeah. Instead of having to go through that heartache, like why not just why not just erase them? She she erased you. Why do you have to remember? Yeah, um, they they clearly have like a lot of like dysfunction as a couple, yet they come and find each other again. It's like crazy. But it's like and even and even Joel kind of says earlier, um, or I don't know, this this the the time the timing in this movie is like all over the place. I don't know when if it was earlier in the movie or later in the movie. Um, but there's a scene where they're like kind of just waking up. They're both in bed, yeah. And Clementine's just like talking a lot and like asking him questions, and and she's just like, I want to get to know you. Like, talk to me. Like, why yeah. are you talking? Yeah. And he's like, You don't like talking a lot doesn't mean you're communicating yeah and totally and it's just so interesting how upfront both of them were with each other going into this relationship and it just kind of like flew out the window when these types of things that didn't really bother them at the beginning of the relationship was starting to bother them later in the relationship like mm-hmm. clementine likes to go out and have fun she likes to talk a lot she yep. likes to do very spontaneous things joel is very he's like a he like keeps to himself mm-hmm. he he even said, like, my life's not very exciting, and he seems to be content with this. Yep. Um, but he still loves Clementine and really couldn't think about ever not being with her. So it's just... Yeah. It's just very... It's a... It's very interesting to watch them. Kind of like yeah. a study. As a dynamic, <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of people probably connect with both of the characters in a lot of ways. You know, especially the way Joel is around Clementine who can be I mean Clementine in this movie is definitely seen as like the manic pixie dream girl but then it kind of breaks down those conventions where that's like usually saying like this girl is crazy too good to be true you know this and that um it turns out like she is pretty fucked up like she makes really crazy choices um and doesn't consult with her partner about them and 
doesn't like really think about other people before herself sometimes, you know, so it can be, it's, it's like a give or take and watching her love Joel too is also like very sweet when they're doing all those like erasing his memories and stuff. Yeah, which when they finally get to the the memory erasing part, that was like so cool. Like jumping from mm-hmm. memory to memory and watching them slowly just crumble, go and backwards fall apart in time. and disappear. Yeah. yeah, and go backwards. And then when he like immediately starts to regret it and wants to keep his memories because I because like memories is like a very strong like theme in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just it really talks about like learning from past memories and past experiences and really keeping those close to your heart no matter how happy sad yeah hurtful yeah just depressing they were they help you grow and so just erasing them like isn't gonna isn't gonna help anything and it and it even shows they both tried to erase each other but then found each other again it's just yeah it's it's, yeah it's meant to be yeah it's totally it's totally fate and they like have some reason to be drawn together um, and it even, like, works out with the people outside of the story, which is, like, Mary and the, the doctor as well. Um, and she's, like, in love with the doctor. And they've, like, you don't really expect it that, like, Kirsten Dunst is, like, oh, she's already been erased several times to try and, like, forget her her fling with the doctor, you know? Yeah, that was a really awesome twist. And I almost kind of wish that they kind of gave her a bit more time because mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to see her you know I, after she found out that she had been erased multiple times and that her and Howard had had an affair in the past um she kind of like goes to his office and, and collects all the files to then tell everyone that they're that they had been erased because she just feels like this is not right to do and people need to keep their memories because mm-hmm. they're just important parts of you and you're basically just deleting a part of you that just you need to have you need to keep um so I kind of wish that maybe we followed her a little bit longer to kind of see how she got to this point. Like, I mean, you just saw her yeah. leave in a huff and then head to the office. You see her doing something. Like, she's looking for her file. She's looking for something. But then you find out that she then steals all the rest of the files. Like, I would have liked to have seen, I don't know, something. Like, it just seemed like she made this decision for everyone. Yeah. And and of course we were seeing it with Joel and Clementine that this was bad to do. They shouldn't have yeah. done this. They needed to know. Mm-hmm. But like maybe seeing another instance where this was bad to do or like just some, I don't know. Like it's just like Kirsten was there and then she was gone. Like it just, I don't know. I wish she had, her character seemed so mm-hmm. important. I wanted, I just wanted to know more. Yeah. And it's like interesting that like she had a relationship with Mark Ruffalo a little bit too it's like that poor guy has to deal with this too so yeah i wonder if he almost pulled a patrick and maybe knew about them more and was just trying to keep her away from howard by yeah, dating her he like, definitely who knew more than he let on like he was lying to her for sure <laughs> yeah which yeah. the whole patrick thing was fucked up the fact that he was yes. taking <laughs> joel's like identity. letters that he'd written her gifts yes. his identity was awful it was horrible I was like, you yes. little twerp. Like, yeah. what are you doing? It was so funny when he would, like, say the things that Joel had just said. You know, yes. like, when they're outside and, and they go to, like, the ice and go lay on the ice. And then, you know, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a nice guy, you know. And then he's like, also, he's like, I stole her underwear. Yes! <laughs> it's oh just so cringy. Gosh. He's such a cringy character. 
Yeah, and it was almost um, going along with, like, that sci-fi uh, feel. It, mm-hmm. it almost got scary. Like, I didn't know why these people were following him. Yeah. Like, were following Joel. They're like, oh, that's him. Yeah, that's right. him. Right. They're of... like, we gotta catch and, him now. <laughs> and it's just like, what are they gonna do? Like, what's happening? I mean, Joel never, like, talks to anyone. And it's so... It's... The, the scenery of, of where they are is, like, so minimal. You only see a very few people. Yeah. And it's it in New York. So isolated. Yeah, they're yeah. so, so isolated. There's only, like, a few people in this movie. It probably wasn't very expensive to make. You know, it it was all, like, with ca- in-camera effects, mostly. Lighting effects and other ways to make it seem like it they, they're losing their memory. You know, it's, it's crazy. Right, and then also some CG when people were, like, losing their faces and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, and disappearing from the scene. Yeah. Which I love totally. that part. I, like, could not look away. It was just... Um, and I really liked the parts where Joel was trying to hide Clementine in, in memories that they didn't really... Uh, that they didn't map. Like, they were mapping all of the memories that Clementine were in. And so he was mm-hmm. taking her and hiding her somewhere. And she was, like, dressed up as, as his aunt or something. Or no, his neighbor. Yeah, his, like, neighbor. Oh, and he was, like, yeah. a child, like, underneath. It, it was so... It gets so, like... Um, fantastical and uh completely ridiculous but you're still kind of like following in the craziness of it that he's trying to hide her in a memory and she's like got this bright red hair and she's wearing like an old like 60s dress you know it's 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 great (laughs) it was it was amazing and and i'm not surprised actually because when knowing that jim carrey was going to be in this movie you know i I never thought that I would see him in such a serious role, um, but the fact that he did kind of have these very fun, like, comical scenes to play out, like, it was very fitting. I mean... Yeah. Um, he, I think he really pulls off. He did great off. throughout. Yeah, like... Yes. He pulls off the sad guy, you know? Yeah, he seemed like a depressed, like, like loner, like, just, he, he really played it well, and he just was kind of, like, confused and you know, just kind of, like, taking things as they came, mm-hmm. um, like, the whole movie, and, and he was great. He was phenomenal. Like, this was, this was so good. I re- really like this it movie It is, <laughs> it is a wonderful film. Like, it truly is, because it's, like, it, it not only is a wonderful story and a very well-told s- screenplay, I mean, truly a, an excellent screenplay, it also is a great use of the medium of film, you know, where, like I was saying, uh, using camera tricks and using other, like, ways to show what is happening in a scene, using makeup, using, um, you know, different time frames that you can understand the way, the way that Joel explains what's going on in a scene, like, oh, this must have been when I did this and that, you know, and it's like, it's all just so good and so, like, well produced and made, you know? Yeah, very well thought out and just super detailed. I mean, it just was, and like, I didn't feel, and even though there were some scenes where, I, you know, you were confused for, like, a second, they were able to really bring you in and really, like, like, the movie did not feel long to me at all. No. I was watching this and I was like, that's yeah. it? Like, I wanted more. <laughs> like, this was it, It's like not a perfect, enough. it's like already perfect the way it is, like, so well crafted all all in one which is and it also it won the oscar for best original screenplay like yes i did see that so it's pretty amazing and it it also got a best performance and actress in a leading role nomination for kate winslet um 
it definitely deserves the this screenplay nomination screenplay win i mean it is it is a wonderful screenplay it's also on like so many top rated like lists i mean it's like in roger ebert's like best hundred movies or something like that or like I, I gotta read the the trivia because it's I mean it's like literally in like so many different lists of like some of the best movies, especially one of the best movies of the two thousands. Yeah, I can't remember. Did did I choose E or did you choose E? You did because I've already seen this movie. So like the last one right. we did was Dangerous Liaisons, and I chose that one. Okay, that's right. That's right. Yes, I chose it because yeah, I, I went to Roger Ebert's uh, website and just looked at the highly like highest rated, <laughs> highest uh, rated movies. Well, that's why you there. found this then because yeah, yeah, um, perfect. <laughs> um, I was yeah, I was watching it and I was uh, actually it was cute because Danny and I watched this together. Um, he we watched it and we pressed he's in Boston and we pressed pressed play at the same time on our uh computers to watch it together um and then he got really he got really really emotional at the very end of the movie when clementine is like they're listening to the the tapes that they hate about each other and why they decided to erase each other and she goes you know i'm really fucked up i could break your heart again or something like that and then jim carrey is just like okay and just like he just was like, yeah, anything. Uh, I just want you to be with me, like, right now. Like, doesn't matter if it, they're not together in, you know, a year or two years or ten years. Like, that's what he wants now, you know? It's like, she is fucked up. And he's like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, and it still works because you saw the love they had for each other in those very heartfelt scenes yeah. when we were going through Joel's memory and as they were slowly getting erased. So, like, they, yeah. like, there was definitely a connection there and they could definitely work out their, work out their baggage if they just communicate. It almost makes me think it's opposite towards, like, Marriage Story where we start, where we start yes. off the movie with them saying how the things that they loved about each other, but then right. watching their, yeah. their relationship just slowly break apart. Um, Mm-hmm. Where this one, it's like they were together but having their issues, and then they're completely separated, but then still being brought together, even when hearing about the things, about the reasons why they erased each other. Yeah, and and it's just and it's so funny because it's it's such a it's almost like a defense. Like Joel would immediately go to like you know what do you not like about Clementine? Oh well, because if she if she wants people to like her, she fucks them. Like yeah, but that's right. just. And that's just something he said when he was angry. Like, that's not... He doesn't actually think that. Yeah. He was just mad yeah. and didn't know what to say. Yeah. And and so that just meant that what they really had to say about not liking each other wasn't even wasn't even true. Like, no, it was, it just was all that in they were, rage. It was all in, like... Yeah, it was in rage. It yeah. was all their own baggage that they were trying to work through themselves, but just putting it onto the other person. Exactly, exactly. And, like, watching them try to struggle with their differences. Like, like what you said, like, when she's in bed with him and saying, like, you don't say anything to me, you never talk to me. And he's like, yeah, just because you're talking doesn't mean... You're saying anything. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, of course, talking is definitely how you communicate, but it's what you're saying that's making it communicating. I mean, just talking about, you know, having chicken again at the same Chinese food place for the third time that week. Yeah. Isn't, <laughs> isn't going to be like what, what 
propels your relationship forward. Yeah. Like, that's just not... They were being super passive aggressive in that scene where they were going to get Chinese food. It was like... (laughs) (laughs) She's just... Oh, my gosh. It was was great. They clearly were in kind of, like, an uncomfortable spot, like, just really unhappy with each other. Yeah, and it's just when they reach those... um, Oh, that scene where they were at, like, what, a farmer's market or something, and she was... Mm-hmm. She saw, like, those those kids, and she was like, oh, I want to have a baby. Yeah. And then, you know, because Joel doesn't... Yeah. Maybe he's not at that place, and maybe Clementine is, but maybe Joel's just not, and he just... But he deflects by saying, like, you think you'd be a good parent? <laughs> like, right. Like, he says a mean like, thing. Yeah. you say, yeah. And, and you can see in the scene before that, that he had erased prior to being at the, the market, um, that he was, like, pretending to be dead on the ground... And then she comes over and she's like, I should have just left you at the farmer's market. You know, and you're like, oh, she's mad at him for some reason. And then we see in in the next scene that that's why she's mad at him. It's kind of like Memento. You know how that movie is backwards? It's like the same kind of thing because you're like going backwards through the scenes. But then there's also this other stuff going on. So it's it's not just like a backwards. Yeah, you're seeing the outcome, but then seeing how they got to that outcome. Yeah, yeah. He does say some hurtful things, and I agree. Like, some of the stuff that he does say to Clementine are really hurtful. And the same, you know, same with her. Like, she does say some hurtful things to him, too. Yeah, and then it just seems like for everything else, she kind of, like, just keeps bottled up until she eventually just says, like, I don't like how I am with this guy. I don't yeah. think I'm the same person anymore. And that's probably just because you were bottling all of your you're bottling all of your feelings in. Like, you needed to let yeah. him know how you were feeling about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Not go and have him erased from your memory forever. Well, yeah. I mean, it's drastic. It's it's a incredibly drastic thing <laughs> to do, and it's like it's horrible. And but a lot of people just like feel a lot of pain, and they don't want to feel that pain anymore. I mean, it wasn't just with a uh, person who they loved, like a romantic, but there was somebody at the clinic who was trying to get rid of her dog because she maybe like her dog died, and she didn't want to have to feel the pain anymore. You know? Yeah, like that sucks. Like I I would never want that. Like I would never want to not remember something that I love so much. Yeah, definitely not. I mean... Maybe getting rid of some traumatic experience, sure, but you know. Yeah, and I completely forgot about Joel's, like, what, sister? Sister and her husband? Mm -hmm. They're just, like, having, Mm -hmm. what is it, uh, David Cross? He plays uh, her husband, and they just don't seem to be doing well as well. As a couple, yeah. Yeah, but they yeah. also know about Joel's situation. They they got they received that card telling saying to not tell him anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and David Crush just wants to fix everything by smoking weed and just not <laughs> yeah. And really she's like, can you not anything. do that? Like, why? Why do you think he wants to smoke? It's not going to help him. Yeah. It's like it's not going to hurt him either. Come on. Yeah. So they were very uh, fleeting as well. Just uh, yeah, totally. very. Very small. I mean, they showed up again in some memories, but they seem to just kind of be like kind of like very background characters. They really didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I totally forgot about them as well. So they didn't seem very important. I, to me, you I literally guess. brought them up, and I was like, "Who? Oh yeah, the the, <laughs> right, the, the lady right. and David right. Cross. Yeah, with their dog. Right? They have a dog. Yeah. 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 The dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh uh, yeah. Oh man. Uh, it, I, I enjoyed um, when they go back into his childhood and they see, like, the, the kids playing together. And then when that, like, it was quite funny sometimes, like, when he's going back and the little kid, like, kicks him 
And it, it just, like... Yeah, with the bully. Yeah. And it keeps changing between, like, Jim Carrey and the young... Young Joel. Yeah, it's... It's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> this this movie holds up pretty well for, for 2004 graphics as well. Like, I yeah. mean... Yeah. It was... Some, some things were a little... Were a little shaky. But, uh... But I think it really pulled it together. Like, the, I think there was one part looked a little weird when he was running up and down a street or something, mm-hmm. and the street was like, I don't it looked very green screen. Like, yeah. it just, yeah. Um, but other than that, I think it held it pretty well. That When people were losing their faces, it was getting really scary. Oh, I know. Um, it was really yeah. frightening. Um, yeah. Definitely when he turns around and that woman doesn't have a face. It, it was like, yeah. oh, it's so frightening. But it also, and it was really, it's continue, sorry, continue. Um, and it was really cool how what was happening, like when Howard shows up and starts helping Mark Ruffalo with with the procedure. Yeah. Um, he's uh, when Joel keeps bouncing between memories, and he'll be like, "We already deleted this memory," and that's why he's getting like this no face doctor because he keeps trying to get to Howard and tell him like, "Stop the procedure! I don't want to yeah. forget." Yeah. Um, and he's like, "I don't know how he jumped back into this memory. We already deleted it." And so it's just and how he's hearing everything they're saying, it just must be so frustrating because they're just like <laughs> yeah. they're like drinking his stuff and eating his food and like <laughs> Oh my god, they like they literally drank all of his alcohol and like Yeah. He, he tries- and had sex while they were doing the procedure. <laughs> yeah, I'm like looking at the the stills from the movie and like when Kirsten Dunst and Mark Ruffalo are like dancing in their underwear, they're like yes, super, over super him. high. <laughs> Yeah, so, it's like ridiculous. So ridiculous, and they have like sex yes. next to him. It's like, come on, guys, really? Yeah, it, have some semblance of professionalism here. Right, right. Oh man, what were you gonna say? Oh, I mean, I was just gonna bring up the other like, f- like the parts when they're like he's trying to remember things, and it would be just like a light shining on the doctor's face, and everything else would be dark. Like he can't really remember anything else. You know, so it was like a lot of spotlights on people's faces, like if they had like basically like um, uh, flashlights in their faces, like that's how he would remember what was going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a really like very, very inventive movie. Wonderful. It's so, so fun. And and I know I've said it many times, but I'm just like super excited that it's it's one of those movies that will probably always have some kind of relevance. Yeah, it made me really want to read um, the Alexander Pope uh, poem. Uh-huh. It's very long. I looked it up and I was going to try and read it, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's super long. But I tried to find the section where Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which I was trying to kind of sense. Uh, yeah, I was trying to tie together the um, the title with the movie. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I, I wrote some wrote some very uh, very original notes here in this notebook. Oh, I'm gonna type my notes. Hey, okay. uh, let's hear them, Emily. I don't know. I was just trying to, you know, take it take it word for word. Like eternal means like forever or like endless. Um, sunshine. I mean, it means sunshine, but it could also mean like light. You know, happiness. Yeah. Um, all those other words, and then of the spotless. And I was kind of thinking of like you know, not having doubt or having a clear mind Mm -hmm. or having like a, um, 
I don't know, like, because we're dealing with memories being erased, it could be, you know, without without doing that, like not having these these essential memories missing. Right. Like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Your, your mind needs to be spotless in order for it to have eternal happiness. Mm hmm. So that's that's what I did. That's how well, I, that's how I analyzed it. That's that's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Well, I looked in the trivia and it said that the word lacuna, which is the name of the um, company that uh, erases the memories, uh, yes, that lacuna. means that it's like a well, like a like a deep well. Um, oh. So it's like a hole. Like, an, like oh, in like in another language or like yeah. A... It said it was in. Um, let's see. That, that basically it just means that there's like a gap, like a, um, yeah, let me see. It's, it is in a different language. Lacuna is a Latin word meaning cavity, hollow, or dip. Um, like a, like a gap deficiency or a loss. So, uh, the term lacunar infract refers to a stroke that involves a small area of the brain responsible for a specific function or even a specific memory. So, um, yeah, that's the spot right there. Okay, cool. Um, here's some other cool ones that I'm just reading now. Um, especially this one, because I'm just like, wow, how could someone make something so creative and amazing um, <laughs> off of this? It's like, the idea for this film was brought to Michael... Is that how, is that how he spelled his name? Gondry? Michael? Michael Gondry? It's, I've never Michelle? seen Michael spelled Michelle. Yeah. Michael? I think, he, I think he's French, so... Oh, uh, was brought to, brought to Michael Gondry, Mikhail, I don't know, whatever, by his friend, artist Pierre Bismuth, who suggested you get a card in the mail that says someone you know has just erased you from their memory. And that's the is whole that, movie is built around is that, that one really, line. That really how that happened? I mean, that seems, that seems logical to me. I mean, that's how a lot of my, uh, short films in college were made. <laughs> That's amazing. I just got a, um, uh, Kimmy and I went to, uh, f- uh, five, five and below, five below. Uh-huh. The uh, store where and there everything's were... very cheap. Yes. Very cheap. Um, and they have a really cool book section and I got a notebook that's just writing prompts and they just kind of give you a sentence to work off of. And I was going to try and, try and, I don't know, think of little, little stories to write or something. That's a good so idea. Just the, the, the fact that he was given this short sentence and was able to write this fantastic movie gives me hope. It gives me hope. <laughs> yeah, very creative people. Um, um, I also like this trivia as well. It says, uh, when Joel is in his head and is visiting his session of the erasing process, no special effects were used to show the two Joels in one scene. Jim Carrey had to take off his hat and jacket when he was not in the shot and had to quickly sit down in the chair and vice versa when he has to stand up. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously? That is so Jim Carrey. That's, that's <laughs> hilarious. That's so Jim Carrey. Oh my God. That's so funny. They didn't, they didn't even oh like bother, God. like, see, like, trying to think of other ways to do it they're like you can just it's fine just be in it twice just just be in different parts <laughs> that yeah. is that's hilarious uh oh and this one's kind of fun it says when stan uh mark ruffalo's character scares mary yeah. kirsten dunce's Dunst, kirsten dunce's character um uh 
the director, I don't know how to say his name, I'm just going to say Michael, Okay. Asked, asked Ruffalo to hide at a different spot each take to actually scare her. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> well, that's cool. I would love to kind of know more about, like, the behind the scenes and, like, the making of this, because it's just, yeah. I don't know, the movie, the, the, the story, like, really intrigued me. I thought it was, I thought it was so cool. So you want to read the plot keywords? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. All right. Where are they? Where are they? Do we have any? Yeah, we do. Okay, yes, we, we do. Ooh. I'm looking right at it. Oh, thank goodness. Remember, there was a movie that didn't have them. Yeah, several okay. movies. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. The f- plot keywords we have for this movie are memory, loneliness, retrograde narrative, flashback, Valentine's Day. It was also Valentine near Valentine's yes, Day when this it happened. It was. It wow. was like the day after they meet the second time. <laughs> right. Yes, and she's right. like, "Call me on Valentine's Day." Yeah. We also got Montauk, New York. I love that. Yeah. Long Island. Girl in panties. That's funny. Uh. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, it got an 89 Metascore, which is really good. I even think it should be better, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. uh, I'm going to read the Hollywood Reporter 100 from uh, Kirk Honeycutt. What a name. That's a great name. Uh, Not only Kaufman's most accessible and romantic screenplay, it's his most complete. The third act works like a charm and pulls all his themes, characters, and conflicts together beautifully. That's nice. Yeah, I was looking at his other movies. There's a there's a movie with uh, Audrey Audrey Tutu, who mm-hmm. you know I love mm-hmm. very much. Yeah, um, that I really want to see. Uh, and the the storyline also sounded very interesting. I can't remember what it was called, but mm. I, I love any any movie with Audrey in it. So I'll just I'll probably watch it anyway. Uh, let's see if any of these stick out to me. Do you have another one that you like? Uh, the Real Reviews one's nice. This is unlike any other film I've seen. It's a great romance. It's willingness to flout conventions and eschew formulas. It's just one of many things to celebrate about this charmingly eccentric movie. Yeah, at first thought, I really wouldn't think of this as a romance movie, but, but, but yeah, it is. I also it's, like it's... the Village Voice 90 one. Village Voice. Okay. Um, gave it a 90. It says it's a, it's a Baroque and intermittently brilliant brain twister so convoluted that it inevitably deposits the viewer in an alternate universe. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's pre- it's pretty great. Yeah, it it's a it's a keeper. That's for sure. It's yeah. a keeper. It's a keeper and uh okay, so what's our next one? Uh F, right? Yeah, I was going to ask you. I have no idea. Okay, let me get I, it. I only know let I me, only know G. <laughs> let me pull it up here. Um just going to get the ABC list coming. Um uh, movie alphabet. Here we go. Um, the E, okay, the F is fried green tomatoes. Oh, 
All right. I've never seen that. Don't really know what it's about. So we're going to have a good time watching that movie. Ditto from me, man. No idea. What is that title even alluding to? I don't know, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to watch all these different movies now. Yeah, me too. We really need to we really need to get back into the series. <laughs> We're doing it, aren't we? I am so excited for us to reach Yentl. Like you have no idea. <laughs> I'm excited for Yentl too. And Xanadu. Yes, and war games. I'm so yeah, excited I love for war games. Okay, yes, Gosh. I, oh, I and Sabrina. Oh, I'm excited for just for everything. It's gonna oh, be gosh. fun. Yeah. We, we, we need to movies are just we need to get they're just a treat. They're, they're, a, they're a, treat. a real treat. They really are. Um, so if you have anything to say about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or about any of our other alphabets or other podcasts, um, you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com or allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. And you can also please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or uh google podcast we would really appreciate it um or also and also soundcloud it helps people find us if you rate and review us it would really much help um you can also find us on our social medias we have a facebook page so just search all by the popcorn um we also have an instagram which is all by the popcorn podcast and we also have a twitter which is at by the popcorn and you can reach us on all of those things Yes, and we also have merch. We do have merch. So I post those things sometimes and just search like on the Instagram or on our Facebook. We have some fun stuff on there. Yes, thank you all for listening. We will see you guys next time when we talk about fried tomato. What is it? Fried (laughs) green tomatoes. Fried green tomatoes. All right, thanks. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.